0: Welcome to the Home Birth After Cesarean podcast. Due to the rate of unnecessary c-sections, the lack of support, and limited options for VBAC moms in the hospital, more and more women are choosing to have their VBAC babies at home. This podcast was created for women to share and listen to stories of home birth after cesarean. I'm your host, Rachel Garrett. So today we're chatting with Katie, and Katie is going to share her two birth stories with us. So Katie, do you want to just give us a little introduction to yourself? Absolutely. Okay, so my name is Katie. Um,
1: I am 30 years old. I was first pregnant um, when I was 27, which seems so long ago, <laughs> but like a two-year-old, almost three-year-old now, time really does fly. But I, um, my first pregnancy was wild. It kind of opened the door to this whole like crunchy universe. Yeah. So, my first pregnancy um, was pretty textbook. It, you know, I read all of the pregnancy books, I joined all of the classes. I um, got my husband involved as much as possible to be like, this is the birth we think we want. But really, when you're a new mom, you have no idea. You just kind of go with, with. the advice that's passed down and so you think oh well you know my friend has three kids she must know i'm gonna listen to her which is all great i mean she had great advice a lot of people had a lot of cool stuff to listen to and and um anyways so taking advice you know wholeheartedly from all of my friends and family who have had kids so i was totally I'm doing the right thing. I'm taking the classes. I'm reading the books. And then um, when I went into labor, it started with my waters prematurely breaking, which in all the movies and everything, you're convinced, okay, the baby's coming now. That wasn't the case. I totally had so much faith in my OBGYN who had high ranks in his hospital, which was like the Bougie is hospital in LA. So I was like, all right, I'm in great hands. This is awesome. I call him up. I say, Hey, my water broke. Come on in. Okay, sure. I'll come on in.
0: And he's
1: telling me, pack your bags. We're going to have this baby tonight. And I'm like, I'm not feeling anything. Do I do anything? He's like, just go home, you know, come to the hospital right away. And so that kind of got me feeling like, um, I trust him. He's a doctor. Yeah. But that's not like what the movies or what my friends say. We're supposed to be feeling contractions. I'm supposed to be doing this. All the books told me one thing, that's not happening. So that was the first instance of me kind of saying like, okay, back up, I'm a mom. What am I feeling? What should I be doing? Let's research a little more. So I was thinking, okay, let's research water prematurely breaking. How do I start labor? Cause that's not labor. And then that took me down the rabbit hole of like castor oil and midwife's brew and all this. Once again, not knowing anything, I'm doing that. Went to Whole Foods, bought everything, made the midwives brew. And I wasn't no, I, I had no idea that we're supposed to be scared of this or to take it with caution or at least like, you know have someone who knows what they're doing kind of give you their two cents about, hey, listen, this might happen and this and that. So I was like, I'm gonna get myself in labor. I'm gonna go to the hospital. I'm gonna have this baby in two minutes, all natural, no pain relief. I got this because I'm really, you know, I'm stirred. This is how it's going to go. So we take the, um, the midwife's brew and I mean, nothing happened. So I'm like, let's go for a walk. This doctor's expecting me. And like, now let's get this going. So we're walking around the neighborhood and I tell my husband, I'm like, you know what? I'm supposed to be feeling stuff. I'm just feeling nauseous. Like maybe I did too much. Maybe I did too little. I don't know. And then I go on to Dr. Google and it's telling me, yeah, you probably shouldn't have done that because this can happen or maybe I need more and all this conflicting stuff. I don't know. I've lost track on trusting my body and my instincts. So, you know, I was just totally freaking out. Like I shouldn't have done that. Maybe we should go to the hospital. So (laughs) I'm like, let's go. My bags are packed. Then it hits me in the car. Like I am really sick. Like I'm, I feel like I'm going to throw up. I feel like I'm going to poop myself. Is this labor? I don't know. It could be. No. <laughs> but the great thing about all this is I started getting insane contractions because, you know, you're told contractions, you're dilating. This is all amazing. But they were back to back. So it was no break. And Once again, I don't know. It's my first birth. I'm thinking, wow, childbirth really does suck. This is so painful. I don't think I'm going to do this again. Back to back, no break. I'm showing up at the hospital. First of all, I was like, I'm doing this natural. I'm there begging, like, please, anything, do something. Please give me an epidural. Try this, try that. They're looking at me like, did you take castor oil? Yes, I did. I'm so sorry. And I'm like apologizing to these nurses. They're looking at me like I'm insane. But did it do something? wrong. I'm so scared. I'm sorry. Where's my doctor? Anyways, fast forward a little bit. I get the epidural, but it did not work. I remember saying the doctor like the anesthesiologist like is it supposed to feel cold? I'm not feeling anything. Does this button work? I'm pissed off. I'm having back to back contractions. I don't know what's going on. So it was just a really crappy environment. And I and I felt like really betrayed because My friends, they didn't tell me this, like this wasn't supposed to happen. You know, my husband is the type where he's just like, listen to the doctor, whatever the doctor says. And it started off that way for me, just being like, okay, I'll listen to him, I'll do it. Until he came in saying, we need to have a cesarean. And that is like my biggest fear in the entire world because I'm an anxiety sufferer. So anything that's out of my control and power, instant, a panic and fear. And so even having all of these like back to back, insane contractions, pain I've never felt before and not working epidural people in the room that I don't even know who they are. I was like, wait, 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 maybe I can still do this. Can I still do this? Can you check me? Am I dilated anything? He was just like, you know, I can check you, but I think that that would just be the best route. Me not knowing anything. I'm just like, That seems weird that he would jump to that. I thought it was just for emergencies, but okay. So I'm like feeling defeated and just kind of embarrassed and ashamed. Like, how could I have like let my body down? Or like, why did I take this castor oil? Why did I do this? Like what, all of these things that I've done wrong. Like, it was just super emotional, really heartbreaking for me. My husband's just like, you're doing great. It's how it's supposed to be, blah, 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 blah. I gave in, we went into the OR, you know, they're trying to make it all comfy, cozy and blah, blah, blah. And as I'm laying there, I keep just kind of like flashing back to like, my doctor, I don't think was really trying to help me have this baby. I think that he was trying to do what was easiest for him. I was in labor on a Friday night, the weekend, you know, and then it's just kind of all started like, wait a minute. Things are putting into pieces. It's all coming together. This is totally a plan. So I'm mad, but I'm excited to get to meet my baby, but I'm pissed. So fast forward, I have a baby. He's very healthy. Um, I'm not going to complain. You know, he's here. I'm blessed. You know, everybody's great. But as the months go by and he's getting older, I'm realizing more into like what is um, necessary and what is unnecessary. And it just, it took me down this rabbit hole of, how could I have avoided this? Who should I have trusted? What should I have read? How can I prepare? How can I tell people like, how can I educate others on like, wait, this is a sign or don't do this. Or it it, it, the weirdest light bulb like popped on saying like, not all providers really care for their patients. They just kind of care about their schedule and getting the job done. And that just, once I kind of like swallowed that pill game over. So (laughs) Once I became pregnant next, because I really wanted more babies, even though that was just the worst experience, the pain was the worst, emotionally, that's what was just absolutely just destroyed me. Once I got pregnant again, we had moved locations, so there's no way I was going back to that doctor. And then I was even thinking, I don't even need a doctor. I'm going to call a midwife. So I found a midwife in my area, but what's interesting and unique to my area is my state doesn't allow midwives to work um, because they're not, like, covered by insurance. So you can either go to, like, a hospital and have a OBGYN and then a midwife, but you cannot have a home birth legally. So I had to kind of go to, like, this underground weird community and find out all the ins and the outs and how to get a midwife because I was gung-ho, like, this is happening. Nope. No one's telling me otherwise. Someone's already bullied me before, not happening again. So,
0: was that just like from very early on after the, that first birth experience that you just knew, like, I'm not doing this again? <coughs> Absolutely. It's probably like the
1: moment my son was born, I was just like, this does not sit right. I need to research more. But most of all, like, there's no way in hell that will happen again. I would, I even kept telling my husband, I'm like, I will go down to the river and give birth on my hands and knees. Like, no way! Like, if my arm is cut off, please don't take me to the hospital. Don't take me to doctor. Like, I just lost faith completely in them. I know that they're all good. You know, there's good doctors out there and yada, yada, but just, it rubbed me the wrong way. <laughs> but I mean, thankfully I was able to find a midwife who, um, you know, has done all of the ins and outs. She's done twin births, breech births, everything. She's been working for like 30 something years. So I was like, I just moved in this area. I literally don't have a friend. I don't know anybody. Do I trust you? Like I have this like, ah, like I want to trust, but I trusted before. And like, I'm just like a, a, a rescue puppy. You know what I mean? So I found the woman and through every, it was night and day completely different than being with an OB I met a woman who met all of my emotional needs. She was so patient, so different, a whole different just experience just from prenatal visits. So I was like, this is, this is the way to go. And a big fear of mine was pain because of not really experiencing a real labor or a real contraction. I had convinced myself like that pain is normal. That's ha- that's going to happen again. So I was horrified. But it's like, I'm not going to opt for any pain relief because I'm not going to be in that situation where I can even obtain it. What am I going to do? How can you help me? And so that pushed me down the road of like hypno babies, hypnotherapy, um, all of like the, how do I say it? I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but I'm sure you are. It's, it's that like orgasmic birth or whatever. I'm like, that is cool. I need that. Yes. Like, let's go there instead of fear route, which is so easy to go down. So I started looking into all of these breath working mechanisms and doing yoga and seeing my chiropractor just complete opposite of what the standard is out there. And I found that I had an easier whole growing of a baby type of experience, even though my first one was great. I mean, I don't have any room to complain, but this was just, just different It was like really empowering just from the get go, just knowing that, yeah, I'm gonna do this. It's gonna be hard. It's not gonna be what I know, but I'm gonna do it anyways. So I went into it with that mentality and it was awesome. So um, come like my whole birth experience this time around, um, my baby was breached the entire time. I was told that she would flip, do spinning babies, do these exercises. She didn't. So I was like, midwife, what are we gonna do? Do I, need, do I need another C-section? Can we do anything? Can she just come out feet first? Absolutely. We're going to do it feet first. Okay. Like, great. That's horrifying again, but this is what we're doing. So we're doing it.
0: How did you process that? Like, was that something that I literally, you were scared I of? Me, or?
1: I just kept telling myself there's no other way. There's no other option. and And, and the thought of like thousands, millions of women have done this and you know, there's no room to complain. It's been done centuries of birthing experiences. I'm certain some came out a little weird. So that was my kind of like road bump. One of them. So as I'm, um, you know, approaching my 40 weeks, I went to 41 weeks with both of them. And I swear, this is like God telling me like, learn a lesson or you, you need to learn something because my water broke again early without any contractions, no other symptoms. And I'm just like taken back to the whole first experience. Like, Oh man, the same feelings, the same anxiety, the same stress. Like why, why is this happening? Why? So of course I call my midwife freaking out. Like you're not gonna dump me off at the hospital. What do I do? Like, do I have to take midwives for She's like, no, you don't need to. There's other solutions. Let's try herbs. Let's try this. Oh, thank you. Okay, sure. And I mean, for all I know, she could have been giving me the same thing and I wouldn't have complained because I had gained that trust with her. So I know. You're so right. That's exactly what happened. Yeah, she knows. She's like, and then I did this. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, so my water had broken early, and I live in North Carolina. So the weather in February is really weird. It was snowing one day, my water broke, and then the next day was a tornado warning. So I have all these emotions on like, how do I get this baby out? But like, are we safe in this home? Like, is this okay? in the midst of weird weather and whatever going on, my water was broken early, called my midwife. She comes over that night and um, is saying, you know, it could be days, it could be whatever, you're safe, You're, you're doing what you need to do. This is all under control. And that was my biggest thing is control. And am I safe? Am I doing this right? you know, should I be doing this? Because you get all of that fear from um, being told like the right and the wrong way from like a medical standpoint. Like, are you sure you're doing this right? So it's like going through my head. I don't know. Trust my instincts. It didn't work out the first time. So once again, my water broke. It was broken for about two days. All I did was just take some supplements and vitamins the entire time. She's like, if you're really worried about infection, try this. So It was just so calming to know, like, I'm in good hands. This woman wants what's best for me and baby, and she's not timing me. I'm not on the clock. So I can just, like, finally let my body do what my body is programmed to do and made to do. Obviously, I'm really eager. I'm jumping on the ball. I'm, like, pumping milk. I'm trying to get my toddler to nurse. You know, I'm doing all the things to try and jumpstart this labor because I really didn't want to, like, jinx myself. So I have a breech baby. My water's broken and there's no signs of like labor labor. So I'm like, great. Here we go. Anyways, my midwife came over and gave me this amazing herbal tincture and thanks to her, I'm now like the biggest advocate for herbs now, but that's another story. So I take this herbal tincture and within like five minutes, I'm like, wow, that's like a surge. Like that's weird feeling. What, you know, is my stomach like cramping? And she's like, you're having a contraction. I'm like, is that really what it feels like? Like, I had no idea. I can do this. Like, bring it on. Well, (laughs) I did it. You know, I kept having inconsistent um, contractions, which was totally normal, but here I am like, so giddy, like I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I'm timing. I get to do things I didn't get to do my first time around. This is so exciting. I actually ended up calling her back, like, three hours later, like, okay, um, hold on, I can't talk, oh, okay, wait, yeah, no, th- this is, I think, serious, so she came over with her team, and we had planned, like, a little tub in my bedroom, because I don't have, like, a really good birthing tub, little do I know, now I know if I'm ever going to build a house to get a birthing tub, but We had everything set up. And I was so happy because I'm like, the stars are aligning. My toddler's asleep. You know, we could wake up with a new baby. This is perfect. So we're, you know, going through contractions. And I just kept, you know, not even thinking just in this like primal state, which was so awesome. Like what I had read about you know, so I'm experiencing it here. I'm telling myself I'm doing it. I got my little affirmation cards, my music playing, everything is right in the world. And it was, so I just kept laboring. I had her check me once. Cause I didn't have any, um, cervical checks at all because, you know, a doctor rubbed me wrong. I don't like that. Let's try a di- totally different alternative way. So I had her check me once and she had told me that the baby had flipped and I'm like, this guys are partying, the sun is shining, this is awesome. I'm so pumped. This is how it's supposed to be. So we keep laboring, and I'm, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get it to transition. And I start feeling really warm and I'm getting anxious. I'm like, this is happening, it's happening. And I just kind of stall in transition, which was like the worst, worst time and place to stall. And I was like, check me again. Like, I'm not nice anymore. I'm like, get this baby out, let's do this. And she found that the baby had flipped um, head down, but something like weird happened. So instead of being like in the optimal position, she had like pinched a part of like my bladder into her neck. So as she was like descending, something was caught in like dragging an organ. So I'm like, well, that sounds great. She's like, don't worry. We're not going anywhere. We're not calling anyone. I'm just going to manually move it out of the way so this sucks this hurts is the baby close yeah you're in transition (laughs) we're almost there well she had me starting to push too she's like well just move it out of the way we can just push so i'm a little bummed that i'm not getting to experience like that fetal ejection feeling or whatnot and all of that kind of like erotic pleasurable birth but here we are the baby's coming i'm not at a hospital she has me like squatting in my pushing position, which felt the comfortable. I'm looking at the pool, like dreaming. I could have done that like, man, maybe next time. But um, I had to push for like seven and a half hours in a squat. And I'm like, I'm in decent shape. So it was like, it sucked, but it wasn't that bad, but it was the feeling of her like, trying to move everything out of the way. That was just the absolute worst. And I still to this day apologize to her. Like, I'm sorry I was so mean to you. I'm sorry I was yelling at you. Like, I was so rude. Like, I just really wanted this
0: baby out. And I really didn't want you to
1: touch me anymore. Like, please.
0: How long did she have to, like, actively do that? Was it the the whole time you were pushing The entire
1: time. This woman is insane. She was on the ground with gloves literally in me for seven hours. Wow. And I'm being mean to this woman. Like, I can't even looking back, I'm like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. This saint, she's a saint. <laughs> so it was weird. And like, still to this name, she's like, that is so unusual, like random. And I'm thinking, well, that's my style. <laughs> like, you never know with me. So I finally like get the baby her head out. But <laughs> once again. Here I am. Something else is going to go wrong or weird. And the second I pop the baby out, I hear the loudest pop. And I literally say, I just broke my asshole. <laughs> like, I literally just broke my asshole. And everybody's laughing. And I'm just like, what was that pop, though? Like, they're like, no, you're doing great. Push. And I can't feel anything. I'm just like, whatever. Get out. I'm done. I push the baby out. Oh, so sweet. Wonderful. Great. But I just keep looking around like, tell me honest. <laughs> so (laughs) yes I had my home birth yeah that was freaking insane and intense and oh my gosh but I had broken my tailbone I had torn almost completely and I was so swollen and bruised it was like insane and I regret wanting to look but anyways all in all I did it, and now I can say like, "Aha, told you so, doctor!" Like, Grr! but then again, I'm like, man, like, birthing is intense.
0: Like, well, you, you can obviously <laughs> had like very particular circumstances that came along with that it was too.
1: Weird. Yeah, I mean how do you know that that's going to happen? Like, yeah, I'm putting so much pressure into pushing. And of course, like tearing, you know, that happens, which I was never really scared of and it didn't like hurt, but the tailbone was the worst. There was just these total weird emotions I came from that birth. I mean, I was, I wasn't resentful. Like my first one, of course I was like, mad like that wasn't like everybody's v-back and home birth you know after cesarean that wasn't magic it wasn't like that weird euphoric feeling but like a year later now I'm like it kind of was like if you look back like I can't complain like I literally faced all of these weird circumstances and roadblocks and just did it and like my brain was so conditioned and programmed to doubt my body and to doubt if, if like a trial comes, like, I can't, I can't handle that. Like I need someone to tell me do it this way or do it that way. Where in my home birth experience, like I actually was able to listen to my body and to go the way my body was, you know, heading towards like, you're going to push for seven hours. Okay. Okay. You know, I still got the game result. I still wanted to quit. I still wanted to. I even at one point was saying, like, is it too late to have like the ambulance come? Like, will they do anything? Like they're like, you're crazy.
0: No, you got this. So
1: I think I it's mean, that whole process of everything. just
0: like surrendering to the circumstances and Absolutely. giving up control, which is hard to do for, I mean, I'm very type A. so I understand like the not. Being able to give up control and the anxiety of all of that, yeah. but I think maybe that was the lesson. That it
1: is, it is. And I swear, if I have this other baby, I am like going into it just—I don't, not even going to think at all during it. I'm not going to plan at all. Don't have any expectations, then they won't, you know, hurt your feelings if it doesn't come true. But it was really wild, and I mean, both my births—they weren't horrible. They weren't traumatic. Some can say, Oh, yeah, it was traumatic. Like you felt everything. And it wasn't the way. Yeah, I could say that. But like, if you really take a few steps back and kind of like, look like, man, I'm really lucky that I got to experience my first birth, because then it led me to my second birth. And now I'm thinking like, I'm really, really lucky that that second birth happened, because now it can lead me to all my future births, or it can help me help others who have these same fears like i got a checklist of everything weird that went wrong and i could talk to you about it you know (laughs) like i am an example of you can do it you can get through it look at me so i think that that's kind of like a really new outlook that i never thought that i would have like i never thought that i could kind of like advocate for like the weird birth you know (laughs) so here i am like You got any questions? What do you you think is going to be, you know, hard in your birth? Because I can promise you, you could overcome it.
0: (laughs) Did you have any fears going into that second birth just with it being a VBAC? Like anything specifically with that? So I
1: did. I was – I joined – every single Facebook mom group I could, like the I can, and any local chapter. I joined like home births. I joined free birthing, everything to try and soak up every aspect of anything that I had a question on. And also kind of like, there's different moms in different groups to try and get like an opinion from a question about a bunch of different women. So that was helpful. But yeah, I had a lot of fear. I, I was convinced that, I'm actually convinced now that taking something during the end of my pregnancy maybe contributed to my water breaking early. So I'll go into my next birth being like, let me look into that more. But my biggest fear, it wasn't about like transfer. It wasn't about rupture. I mean, looking into that is just kind of silly to fear considering you have the same risk, like in any birth. But my biggest fear was like, this just is so silly sounding. It was just like, is my toddler going to think I'm okay? Like, if he hears me and I'm home, is he going to think I'm okay? And then that comes with all those emotions, like, my baby, like, they're only 20 months apart. Like, will he still love me? Or are they going to love each other? But VBAC related, I didn't really have too many concerns because I learned from my first birth, like, what are you going to do? You know, you can arm yourself with knowledge and have a great team. And then I think the rest is just... You know, roll with it, because you're you're you have the same exact end game result from a hospital or a home birth. So I don't. Think I think that that's important to
0: point out with your second birth too. Everything that happened. I mean, in a hospital, I highly doubt they would have let you, I'm using air quotes, let you push for seven, seven and a half hours. Oh, but for sure. you very, I mean, I've heard of women breaking their tailbones in the hospital too. That's yeah. not just a home birth thing, weird thing that happened. I mean, that happens across the board the
1: everywhere. Yeah. But and I'm- it's funny, like there's Facebook groups for that now. There you go. I just joined a broke my tail birth, or tailbone during birth Facebook group and we all pity each other and that's great. But- I mean, I think that my circumstances would have landed me a thousand percent at a repeat. Just the fact that my baby was breached the entire time, I can hear my previous doctor saying like, get ready, you know, oh, let's set that date. No, you know, to have an option to try, not even to try, but you can, you know, that's what I think that is, you know, missing in the real medical field, especially with like OBs is I don't think that they let women know their power. And I feel like they're leading everybody to say, trust me. Cause I know I'm a doctor. I've been to how many births? Oh yeah. We've done VBACs before, but I don't think they truly like advocate for that, you know? And I mean, this is also my grudge talking, but it's sad. Like there's so many women that are just like, Oh, I'm having my second baby. I'm scheduled for another one. Can I even try? And I just want to say, yes, like absolutely absolutely. Like, how can I help you? Where, where do you need to be pointed? Because it's just, it's not talked about enough. And I feel like so many women can heal from this. And like I said before, like, I don't think I had a healing home birth, but looking back, I mean, it was a year ago. Now I can definitely say like, heck yeah. Like I feel like on so many different levels is changed me completely. And I mean, I wouldn't trade it. It sucked, but I still wouldn't trade it.
0: It's all part of your story. It all exactly. has led you to where you are today. And I think that's important to note too. Yeah, I agree. And just what you were saying too about OBs not always letting women know their power. If if your OB is the only place that you are getting information from, you are doing yourself a huge disservice. Like whether or not you decide to have a repeat C-section or decide to have a VBAC in the hospital or whatever your choice is you still have to take that responsibility and accountability of like this is my pregnancy it's my birth and do that research yourself and find research other than just what your ob is telling you during your 10 minute appointment that you have with them once a month because that's you're not yeah and i i know very few ob's who are going to say yeah go have a go have an h back go have your VBAC baby at home. There are there are very, very, very few doctors who are going to tell you that that's a good idea. For sure. And I think that those doctors
1: that would tell you that are probably your friend because mm-hmm. I think that, you know, that's a patient loss right there. And I don't think that they like that. And it's right. sad. I feel like there's a really great documentary called The Business of Being Born. And I'm sure you've heard about that. And that I made my husband watch early into my second pregnancy. it was just a game changer. Like, holy cow, we're right. You know, we are an example of that. This is a business. And how can how do we change that? How do we not let that happen? And I think that another point that I never really mentioned was getting like a support team that can help you through that is critical, like a doula or a supportive midwife team. Like my midwife came with three women. So I was lucky enough to like have them work as doulas too, Husband, no help, not at all, especially during the first birth year. He's eating snacks. He's taking a nap on the bed. No help. Get a doula. Trust me. <laughs> like, Don't count on that. I'll forever hold a grudge against him too. But still, um, the more women you have in your corner, it just is so much easier. And just knowing that you can literally handle this is the best power. And like <sighs> you said, it changes it's you. Just, it does for sure. And I mean, I, there's so many women I've met online that are now friends from these groups that have gone into like the the baby birthing business. Like they're now doulas or they're training to become a midwife and they want to help. And I think that that's so awesome because my midwife had like, yeah, I've done one feedback. I've done, I've, I've, you know, seen a few, I've heard of a few, but I've only done one. I've done twins. So I feel like when let's raise that number, you know, <laughs> let's make this more normal because it is. And I think the number one thing that really helped me mentally through the entire birth and pregnancy was that there's literally nothing different than birthing in a VBAC or a, like you never had a cesarean. So if you just had straight vaginal births is the same, you know, statistically, if you're having a, a VBAC. So what are what am I fearing about? Why is there so much fear about this? Then you brings up questions like, is this promoted fear? Like, should I be scared because someone's telling me to be scared because they want something out of it? I don't know. And then you go down that rabbit hole, and then you're like, man, screw that. Nope, I'm not scared. <laughs> Bring and that it just on. opens
0: up so many other rabbit holes to go down then too, because it's like, well, why are we conditioned to fear this? Why do we focus mm-hmm. so much on? the risk of, because you hear uterine ruptures like the number one reason not to have a VBAC. But if you look at statistics with having your third C-section or fourth C-section and you get up there, those risks are higher in some instances too than okay. having a VBAC or having your third VBAC or whatever it might be. So why, why are we sold the idea that a C-section is this controlled environment, there are very, very, very few risks, whereas a VBAC is so wild and unpredictable when the risks of a C-section are worse in some cases than the risks of a VBAC.
1: Exactly. And you're just, I don't, I don't like the environment. You're, you're putting literally your life in the hands of these people for something that's, in my opinion, unnecessary. Granted, I'm sure there are lots of instances where it could be necessary, Mm -hmm. but to just go in like in my circumstance and just not even be checked that is just insane to me and then i'm thinking how often is this happening like and then you remember hearing like oh we've had like eight births today i want to say like hmm okay how <laughs> like what direction did they go so i mm-hmm. don't know i don't not not my cup of tea anymore mm-hmm. i'm all for it if you're for it i'm a huge supporter and encourager. But I am definitely going to give you a warning label. Like,
0: wait a minute, listen to this. Are you sure? <laughs> and I think women deserve to have all of that information too because you don't know what you don't know. And until someone tells you something, it might not even be on your radar. But then even just that smallest hint of information can open up this whole other world that exists within pregnancy and birth and motherhood that it's unfortunate that more people aren't exposed to that. And that's kind of where the start of this podcast is too is just to get h back stories out there because it's not something that a lot of people talk about and so to be able to share this variety of stories and i i appreciate you saying too like well it wasn't my dream healing home birth because it's not always this dream healing home birth yeah but that doesn't mean that you regret taking that route or that you wish you would have just scheduled a repeat C section. So no, I think that's important yeah. to speak to as well.
1: Yeah. And I mean, I keep bouncing back onto these like forums I'm on, but it's just that's where there's just a sea of these women that need this guidance. They're asking, what was more painful? What was your recovery, a C section or a HVAC? Which one do you prefer? And I always just want to say, like, which one do you want? Like, are you gung ho on having a section? Go for it. You know, I'm not stopping you. But if you fear like you're going to fail, you have to try. Cause that's just, it's unfair to yourself. Don't do that. You know, don't bash yourself by saying I could have, which I think the worst, you know, I should have, I could have, we hate that. But I mean, it, just looking all around, I definitely like what you said, the conditioning. I think we are conditioned TV, your water breaks. It hurts. It shouldn't, you know, it's, it doesn't, we're told to feel that way and to think that way. So let's change the narrative. Let's change how we talk about birth and, I can't even appreciate, you know, I love that you're doing this because when you ask who has had a home birth after cesarean, there's not a lot. And of course there's a lot of like, oh, I've home birthed all my babies and their stories are great. And then, and then, you know, going into this pregnancy, I'm thinking, do I have more risks than this woman who's had five home births? What's different? Because I'm different. Is my scar going to bust open? Do I need special treatment? You know? And I couldn't find those answers because there's not a lot of women that have done this or like you said talk about it so I think that we need to all rally and just be like hey this is what's up because there are definitely women out there searching for these answers Mm -hmm. I totally appreciate this
0: anything else (laughs) you can think of just from your experiences or I know you already kind of touched on like if other women are considering these options just making sure that they're getting all that information but any other advice for people who are kind of in that in between they're not quite sure which way to go but are just exploring their options I think that
1: one of the best gifts with the circumstances going on in the world right now is more women are scared to go to a hospital. Or I'm seeing a lot of like, do you have to get tested? Do you have to wear a mask? Like all of this is not natural. Our bodies need air. We need to birth our babies. Please do it at home. And it's so much better. Like. I had steak after at 11 a.m. Like, come on. I got to sleep in my bed. I was cozy. It is how we're meant to birth our babies. So I guess my biggest advice, and if you're on the fence is just really think like, how long have women been doing this? How long have they been having C-sections? What happened before that? Yeah. There's a few scary stories and weird circumstances, but you're not one of them. So don't, waste your time stressing and fearing. And I'm the queen of anxiety. So I can tell you, I know unnecessary weird thought and stress, and it is such a buzzkill. Don't even go there, educate, find a great provider, if you will, or support team, birth team. And honestly, just like lay your questions and fear on them because they will reassure you Mm -hmm. enough said
0: well thank yeah. you so much for thank being here <laughs> yeah i mean i hope it was helpful
1: <laughs> definitely weird but
0: that's okay we just there roll with it that's that's mom life having kiddos around sure. and the chaos and that's just how it goes <gasps> yep thank you for listening to another episode of the home birth after cesarean podcast make sure to subscribe leave a rating and follow us on facebook and instagram If you're interested in sharing your home birth after cesarean story, send us an email at hbacpodcast at gmail.com. See you next week.